Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. Your host here, Rhonda Holman, with episode number 12. This week on DA Rockstars, I want to cover the dental assistant's role in understanding and helping to diagnose and address airway disorders. And by this, I mean mouth breathing. I think it's crucial that not only the dentist, but the team can learn to see the signs and the symptoms that directly lead to mouth breathing or uh, airway disorder, if you will. They've made it extremely complicated, but it's not. At the end of the day, there's something that's causing a patient to breathe through their mouth and bad things happen when air goes in the wrong hole. So stay tuned. I hope to share some pearls with you and at least lay the foundation so that you can go out on your own and learn a little bit more and bring it back to your office with some amazing benefits to your patients. So stay tuned. So this episode, guys, is very near and dear to my heart. I'm very passionate. I believe I've spoken about um, my passion for airway health before in a previous episode, (laughs) borderline obsession, which is okay because I think sometimes you can be obsessive when you're passionate about something, especially when it's going to help the people attach the teeth. So as a dental assistant, what can you do to bring people in to your office that you see the signs and symptoms of an airway disorder. There's a couple of basics that I'm going to highlight. Uh, of course, you can go in-depth on any any part of the symptoms and signs. Uh, probably a little bit more when you go into the literature and you see the scientific evidence uh, more than I can convey to you guys on a podcast. However, I was a child growing up with an airway disorder. I was mouth breathing because I had a lip and tongue tie that was restrictive and nobody caught it. (laughs) Um, And so I suffered so many consequences um, in my health as a child growing up um, that nobody connected the dots. They didn't realize. And, you know, I talked to my doctor about this and she said, we didn't know what we didn't know. So we know now and we have a mission to address the Western epidemic. This isn't de-evolution. This isn't something that happens overnight. Orthodontics is a very new, you know, uh, profession within the last hundred or so years. What did we do to cause this? What did we change that is causing people to have crooked teeth? And malocclusion is indicative of an airway disorder. If your mouth is closed and your tongue is on the spot, like if it's pressed, you know, perfectly against the palate with suction and your lips are sealed, your teeth and your jaw should grow in perfect alignment. So whenever you see somebody with an open bite or a tongue thrust or uh, crowding, there's something going on. So it's your job as the dental assistant to be your office airway warrior. When you're out and about and say you're at um, a birthday party and you're sitting there talking to another mom or dad and you notice that their child has literally had their mouth open the entire time that you've been at this party and that they have the signs of ADHD, like they're super hyperactive, um, they've got venous pooling under their eyes, which is like the bags, and sometimes they can be so severe that they literally are like blue because of the pooling blood that's returning to underneath the eyes because they're keeping their mouth open all the time. 
And you have to understand, is this a habit or is there an obstruction? Um, And that's where the dentists come in. But it's your job as the dental assistant to go out into the world, see these people that need help. Maybe they haven't been told, you know, educate yourself, get a good baseline on what you need to see. What, what are the external symptoms and signs of an airway disorder? Um, you'll see a retronathic jaw. So if somebody isn't closing their mouth properly and breathing through their nose, their mandible literally will stop growing in a forward and down direction. They will have a long face, um, I know with my situation, as far as my health history, I, as a child, I was tongue-tied and lip-tied. That didn't go diagnosed. Um, My mom didn't breastfeed me. A lot of times, um, lactation consultants will notice if there's a bad latch or if the baby has a lot of GERD or um, super fussy, colicky. Like All of these are signs. There's clicking and popping. There's sore nipples that there's a tongue-tie, and hopefully the medical community steps up and starts evaluating at birth so that they can um, get these revisions done before they cause any problems. Uh, But if you were like me and you grew up on a bottle, nobody had any sore nipples, so the tongue tie went undiagnosed. Uh, I never had a speech impediment. And for the longest time, it was always assumed that if you were tongue tied, there was a speech impediment. But turns out in real life, restrictive tongue ties... Um, don't affect just your speech. They have affect the way your tongue moves food around your mouth, the way it sits against your palate. If a tongue is literally stuck to the floor of your mouth, it cannot seal properly, which actually applies pressure to the maxillary arch, which helps to widen it into that U-shape. Um, and uh, as a child, I had rampant primary decay, and it's because air was in the, in the mouth. Air does not belong in the mouth. The only time you should use the mouth is to eat or drink or talk. If you are using it as a primary source of oxygen delivery, that means spit can't get to the teeth. Your teeth are too dry for too long. The good bacteria can't get to the bad bacteria to fight them. So a lot of these kids will come in with rampant tooth decay. And yes, a majority of it is their diet and lifestyle because you cannot miss that idea that um, your biodome, like your, your the gut health, it's, it's a huge part of um, oh, whole body health, if you will. However, when there's air in the mouth, spit can't get to the teeth, cavities happen. Um, ADHD. A lot of these children are getting diagnosed with a disease or a condition that they don't have. They're literally tired. Every night they go to bed, their mouth drops open. Air goes in the wrong hole. They snore. They're not getting the proper REM sleep, the restorative sleep that you need to clean out the beta amyloids and the brain. I mean, there's so much literature on showing how important sleep is. And it's not about quantity, guys. It's about quality. If your child is snoring or gasping for breath and um, there's an obstruction in there, they're not considered OSA because they haven't got the disease yet that the sleep centers are looking for. They have airway disorders. So it could be like UARS, which is upper airway resistance syndrome. They could just have, uh, uh, you know, adenoids or tonsils that are obstructing the airway. They could have a deviated septums. Um, they could have uh, nasal turbinates that are enlarged. So it's harder to pass air through the nose. So no matter what the cause, if they're breathing through their mouth, You have to see the signs so that you can bring them into your office and have your dentist evaluate them for airway health. There's so many things that we can do nowadays 
there's um, like with my office, we use what's called Healthy Start. And it's a mouthpiece that the kids actually place in. The first series is called a habit corrector. And what it does is it retrains the tongue on how to sit against the palate and it promotes nasal breathing. And so you can break that mouth breathing habit and then try to counteract some of the damage that's been done depending on how old they are to where they can widen the arch and help to direct the teeth in properly um, and just promote, you know, within the growth spurts, the skeletal structure, the facial skeletal bones will literally grow in the proper direction once you address it. So the earlier, the better. Here's the thing, though. Because we're not on top of this in the medical community, there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to be playing catch up with. Um, the The science is out there as to the damage that breathing through your mouth does. However, we're still in the phase of trying to figure out how to help the grown-ups that already have obstructive sleep apnea. If you have an airway disorder, it doesn't go away. You don't grow out of it. Your symptoms change. Um, I know with me, it was um, migraines. Um, I had constant ear infections because my jaw was always popped open. So the fluid would get stuck in the inner ear canal and just perpetuate bacteria. <clears throat> I had uh, cracking of the lips. I remember, and it's funny. It's really funny if you think about it. How many times people are able to come up with an excuse Instead of saying, hey, maybe there's something that's causing these symptoms, they say, okay, so like for me, my mom just said I was a picky eater. Turns out it was my tongue tie, and it was really hard for me to move food around my mouth. And so I would take forever to eat. She said I ate like a bird. Um, I was peeing the bed past the age of three, which is not normal. So my mom took me to the doctor and just assumed that I had bladder infections, but I never did. Um, it's because I wasn't getting to the proper stage of sleep. I was suffocating every night intermittently and waking myself up and not my brain wasn't able to produce the diuretic hormone um, to keep me from urinating during the night. Because when you go to bed, the body is designed to go to sleep, sleep for eight plus hours and then wake up refreshed, restored. That's 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 the downtime. That's what your body needs to purge out all the toxins. Uh, the growth hormone for kids is released. So failure to thrive is another symptom. Um, sorry, I, I, this is, is it, like I said, passion, borderline obsessive. There's a lot of things that you can see if a kid that's at that party doesn't ever close their mouth, you need to give them your card and say, Hey, come to my dental office. Let's evaluate you guys and see why that child is breathing through their mouth. If there's anything that we can do to help, um, stop it or correct the habit, um, because you can tell them if you've done your homework, all of the side effects of mouth breathing throughout their whole lives, like how many things can go wrong because compensations have complicated or compensations have consequences. So eventually the body gives out and that's when you get OSA, obstructive sleep apnea. And there's a lot of research, especially with tongue ties, um, on how it's been scientifically proven that when you have a restrictive tongue tie, you have soft palate elongation. So that goes into the pharyngeal space, into the airway. And then if your mouth is never closed as a child during your growth periods, your jaw is retreated. So it literally falls back into the airway. And so it's obstructive. Human beings are supposed to be able to sleep anywhere they want without having to worry about suffocating 
on their own body parts. <laughs> we should be able to sleep on our back, on our sides, on our stomachs, anywhere we want. But there's no, there's no reason that we shouldn't be able to help these people, especially when they're children, um, to prevent having to fix it later on in life with, or even a Band-Aid. CPAP is, is what they use. It goes through your nose. It pushes uh, pressurized air down your your throat, and it basically pushes all the obstructions out of the way while you're sleeping. But if you're mouth breathing at night, you're probably mouth breathing during the day. So you need to address the habit. Myofunctional therapy, that helps to retrain the lips and the tongue to go in the right spot. So they're like a little physical therapist for your face um, because it's a habit and you don't realize that you're using your tongue and lips wrong. Uh, And so they're a great um, accessory to have in your airway practice or diagnosing and treating. Uh, But I can go on and on about this. I just want you guys to know, as a dental assistant, you can be out in the community, and if you see the venous pooling, the retronathic chin, the the you know heavy amounts of plaque and swollen tissue around the and the gums and the gingiva, like you can literally see open mouth posture. Um, you talk to the mom and dad; they have ADHD like symptoms. Uh, they're struggling; like they have all these you know constant throat infections and uh, recurring ear infections. All of these are tied together. So I just, I hope that maybe I've laid a little bit of my passion down here for you guys so that you can do some research on your own. On the DA Rockstars um, Facebook page, I have composed a video of my airway story. And so if you guys want to check it out, visuals always really help. And um, I, you know, reach out to me if you have any questions. I, I just, there's so many resources out there, guys. Know that you can be the office airway warrior. And if you need anything, reach out. There's more than just me out here in the dental assisting world uh, that are airway champions, and we can help get you started. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to DA Rockstars. As always, let's band together as a dental assisting tribe to do better and be better. And as far as airway goes, there's so much information out there, guys. Dig a little deeper, see the signs, understand the symptoms, and start truly helping the dentist help the people attached to the teeth. So until next time, keep on suctioning.